0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Iceberg Recap, your home for Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can follow us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by searching Tip of the Iceberg. The Pittsburgh Penguins lose this one by a final score of 3-2 in a shootout against the Florida Panthers at PPG Paints Arena. This was an emotional game from puck drop, honestly. It all started with Matthew Kachuk shooting the puck in on, a, I believe it was a delayed penalty Play was called down, blown down, and Matthew Kachuk shuffles it into the net. Penguins take exception, especially Sidney Crosby, and things just took off from there. The Panthers were the more emotional team in this one. They took more penalties at the very least. Pittsburgh Penguins unable to capitalize. That ended up being the story of the game, and we'll get to that as this episode rolls on. But the top storyline in this one is that both teams, not just the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the Florida Panthers as well, Just missed on countless opportunities in this one, but in different fashions. The Pittsburgh Penguins, on their effort, it was a 1-for-8 night on the man advantage. Obviously, the power play has been something that has ailed the Pittsburgh Penguins over this entire season. They came into tonight Oh for their last 14. They did score in their first power play opportunity, but then continued to go 0-7 for for the remainder of the night. That continues to be a big issue for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It continues to cost them points in the standings and cost them victories, especially against teams like this where if you get that win, it is a nice feather in your cap. It is a nice momentum boost, but their power play unable to take advantage of the opportunities. On the Panthers' side of things, they hit the post slash the crossbar three or four times in this one, not that Alex Nedeljkovic was bad by any stretch of the word, but he just wasn't able to see some of these shots coming in from the Florida Panthers, and they just weren't able to get that inch here, that inch there, to get it behind Alex Nedeljkovic, and across the red line, three posts, like I said, most of them coming in the first period, I think two of them in the first period, another one being a crossbar in the second frame, Florida Panthers, because of that, Allowed the Pittsburgh Penguins back into the game and gave the Pittsburgh Penguins that pity point going away, which does help the Pittsburgh Penguins whenever you look at what they're doing in the standings right now. Every point counts. Every point matters. Every point is vastly important for a team in Pittsburgh that came into tonight 7 points back of a playoff spot. So now hopefully they're hope they're hoping at least everything works out the remainder of the night so they can go into tomorrow night's game only 6 points back. But apart from missed opportunities, I will say both goaltenders played very very well. I'll get to that in my three stars. Both of them are going to be represented in that one. Sergei Bobrovsky continues to play well against the Pittsburgh Penguins this season. He absolutely shut them down down in Sunrise earlier this season. He played very very well and honestly, It was kind of a fluky goal that got in late in the game that even allowed this game to go into overtime, but Bobrovsky was on the top of his game. So too was Alex Nedeljkovic. Nice to see him bouncing back. He's had a couple of rough starts in a row. Hasn't played a lot of hockey because Mike Sullivan has been riding the hot hand going into a doubleheader in this one. They decided Nedeljkovic was going to get one of the two games. They give him the first one against a very game Florida Panthers team, and he stands on his head to keep the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one long enough for them to push it into the extra frame. Speaking of that, let's get over to our goal recap from this game between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Florida Panthers. The Penguins, like I mentioned, scored early on on the power play. Jake Gensel ends the drought, scoring his 21st goal of the season, set up by a beautiful feed from Brian Rust, his 15th assist of the season, and Eric Carlson extends his point streak to 10 games. He has scored in every single game in 2024 to this point. He gets his 27th assist there, and the Penguins go up 1-0. A couple minutes later, the Florida Panthers tie it his former Pittsburgh Penguin Evan Rodriguez gets a power play marker in front of the net. Nobody wanted to take him out of the front net front, including Ryan Graves, who was in no man's land, not covering anybody. Rodriguez it bounces off of his forehead right down to his stick, and Alex Nedeljkovic had no chance to stop that one. Eighth goal of the season for Erod. Oliver Ekman-Larsson picks up an assist, and so too does Sam Bennett that one on the power play as well, and that's where we stood after one period of play. It got chippy at the end of the first period, and that continued into the second period. The Penguins spent the entire second frame seemingly on the man advantage. The one time that they weren't on the man advantage, they were actually on the penalty kill, and that's when they gave up the second goal of the game. Sam Reinhart scores his 19th power play goal of the season, 36th in total. He is second in the NHL in scoring, and he had a great night tonight, getting that second goal of the game for the Florida Panthers and putting them in front, in the middle frame, Matthew Kachuk picks up an assist on an eventful night for him. That's his 34th of the season, and Oliver ekman Larson picks up his second apple on the game, his 16th of the season. Going into the third period, this is a stat that I mentioned after last game. Bob Grove put it out there on Twitter that the Penguins were 0-9-4 at that point in their last 13 games when trailing after two periods. Obviously, they lost to the Arizona Coyotes, so there were 0-10-4 and 4 coming into this one. And it's going to go to 0-10-5, as we'll talk about a little bit later, but the Penguins were able to mount a small comeback. They were on the power play a couple different times in the third period, including a very intriguing lineup going out there on the power play with about three minutes left. We'll get to that in my final thoughts, but they weren't able to score in the power play. They empty the net. Alex Nedeljkovic goes to the bench. The Penguins get the six-on-five goal. of Evgeny Malkin in what was outside of this a dogwater performance for Evgeny Malkin. He scores his 16th goal. He had a lot of elation because it has been a rough night for Evgeny Malkin. It has been a rough couple of weeks for Evgeny Malkin. That one had to feel good for the future Hall of Famer. His 16th of the season tying things up late. Sidney Crosby picks up an assist, and so too does Brian Russ getting his second of the season. Overtime was... Everything you could expect a scoreless overtime to be when the Pittsburgh Penguins don't give up a goal. Not a lot in the offensive zone. They really didn't get any opportunities on Sergey Bobrovsky and the only opportunity on the other end of things other than a couple of shots from far out that Alex Nedelkovic saw all the way was a partial breakaway from Brandon Montour Alex Nedelkovic kamikaze right after him did a suicide dive and poke checked the puck away making a beautiful play and sending the very game PPG Paints Arena crowd to their feet the crowd was in it all night long you got to give them props this Pittsburgh Penguins team hasn't given the fan base much to cheer for this season but they were on their feet and they were at the top of their game all night long so shout out to the crowd and shout out to Alex Nadelkovich keeping the Pittsburgh Penguins in it in that one and then it goes to the shootout Pittsburgh Penguins faring better in the shootout this year than they are in overtime but not by much Florida gets goals from Alexander Barkov and Sam Reinhardt Pittsburgh gets a goal from Jake Gensel that at the time kept him alive but like I mentioned Reinhardt scored that second goal he puts things away with a walk-off Shootout winner and the Florida Panthers leave this emotional night in PPG Paints Arena with two points in the standings, improving their already impressive record. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Penguins pick up a pity point in this one. Like I said, points, you got to get them. You got to collect them by any means necessary. And it's huge that they were able to get that extra point in the standings but you had to imagine in a night like this following the games that they had earlier in the week that they would have wished that they could come back get the momentum get that win and build a little bit of confidence going into that last game before the all-star break coming up tomorrow evening let's move over to the three stars in this one Alex Nedeljkovic stood on his head on countless occasions for the Pittsburgh Penguins and for that reason I'm giving him the third star of the game made countless saves not just in general, but a lot of glove saves in this one, you know, there's always been people that have said, all right, well, Marc-Andre Fleury at points struggle with the glove, even though he had made some very great highlight reel saves. Matt Murray, the glove was a big issue with Matt Murray. High glove side was obviously the scouting report on Matt Murray. Alex Nedeljkovic today. Very, very game in the high glove side. I'm not sure what the Florida Panthers had scouted, but they kept going for that glove side, and Alex Nedeljkovic kept snagging it out of the air, flashing the lever and bringing that PPG Paints Arena crowd to their feet. He also stopped 30 of 32 shots in this one, including... That suicide dive that he made at the very end of the, the overtime period to keep the Pittsburgh Penguins alive on that breakaway. Solid night from Alex He He's the lone Pittsburgh Penguin to get a star in this one from me. Sergei Bobrovsky gets the second star in this one. Anytime you face eight power plays and give up only one goal, you're going to get a star. You're doing something right at that point. And Sergei Bobrovsky has been doing a lot right for the Florida Panthers this season. 35 saves on 37 shots and Outside of that last goal that bounced off of his hip and in, he was a little out of position. He was floundering a little bit in the crease. Outside of that, Very solid night for the Florida Panthers. Netminder, he had two solid performances against the Pittsburgh Penguins this season, something that he hasn't been able to say for a very long while, whether it be with the Florida Panthers or whether it be with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So a nice night for Sergei Bobrovsky, a nice win for him and the Florida Panthers. First star in this one is going to be the best player from the Florida Panthers, at least this season. Sam Reinhart scored his 19th power play goal in this one, like I mentioned finishing things off with a shootout winner, and he was pretty evident all night long. The Florida Panthers did go for some stretches, obviously, when you're playing on the penalty kill for the majority of the second period, and honestly, the majority of this game, you're not going to get as many opportunities in the offensive zone, but it seemed like Sam Reinhart was always around the puck. He's been impressive this season. He's heading to Toronto as a Florida Panthers all-star, and he uh, certainly made his money for it the night with a goal and a shootout winner. Final thoughts in this one. Like I mentioned, the Penguins threw out a very interesting power play configuration with about three minutes left in the game. They were one for seven at that point. They looked absolutely pitiful, including a shorter five on three and a four-minute penalty in the second period where they just couldn't get a single thing going. So when they go out there, three minutes left, big power play in a major pivotal game this season. Evgeny Malkin's not out there. Neither is Eric Carlson. Instead, it is Chris Letang and youngster Valteri Poussin that go out there with Sidney Crosby, Brian Rust, and Jake Gensel. And you know what happens? The Pittsburgh Penguins look about as good as they have looked in just over a month on the power play. They got several opportunities. They were passing the puck around, tape to tape, a lot of movement, a lot of trying to confuse the Florida Panthers, and they got a couple of opportunities. They kept the puck in the zone. They held the momentum for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they looked really good. They didn't score, but they looked really good. They got opportunities, and they got the puck on net. Then, with about a minute and one second left on that power play, the Pittsburgh Penguins switch things up. Most of the second unit comes on. They are joined by Eric Carlson and Evgeny Malkin, and within about five seconds, the puck is cleared down the zone. If that doesn't tell you what one of the biggest issues with the Pittsburgh Penguins power play is, I don't know what will. Now, I don't know if it is a combination of Evgeny Malkin and Eric Carlson. I don't know if it is one of Evgeny Malkin or Eric Carlson. If it was, I'm going to say it's Evgeny Malkin. Every time he touched the puck, every time he tried to pass the puck tonight... He looked like he was throwing a grenade to his teammates. He can't keep the puck in the zone. He struggles with that. Eric Carlson has his own issues, but they're not as evident as Evgeny Malkin on the power play. He comes back and scores the the game tying goal, and that is huge for not just the Pittsburgh Penguins, but huge for him. You're hoping that kick starts something because the Pittsburgh Penguins need Evgeny Malkin, but they also need their power play to get a little bit more consistent because right now they're. 31st in the National Hockey League, and their stones throw away from being 32nd. As Bob Grove tweeted out today, they've only been in 32nd one time before, or at least the last time they were 32nd in the National Hockey League, or not even 32nd at that point, the last time they were dead last in the National Hockey League on the power play, the 1984-85 season. There was somebody that was a rookie that season, and it was actually Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux, as a teenager, was the last time the Pittsburgh Penguins ranked dead last in the power play. That's how bad this unit has been. 40-plus years, this is the worst that we've seen. And that is with Eric Carlson, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin. We've said this so many freaking times. It is the Achilles heel of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I thought about it. My buddy Nick Horwat, who was in the building, said it. DK from DK Pittsburgh sports, Dion Kovacevic or whatever his name is. He said it as well. Excuse me. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He said it as well. At this point, this is is something that you can do to the Pittsburgh Penguins. If they're building momentum at five on five, which they tend to do, just take a penalty. It kills it 90% of the time. In fact, 87% of the time, because they only have about a 13% success rate, 87% of the time, You're killing their momentum, and they're not going to score on the power play. So why not just keep taking penalties? And especially in a game that got this physical, this quick, why not keep taking liberties? Chris Letang got laid out multiple times. Chris Letang was punched in the face multiple times. Penguins went to the power play. They weren't able to make the Florida Panthers pay. The last thing I'll say on this game before we look ahead to tomorrow night is the Chris Letang major that went down to a minor. I tweeted out that I didn't think it was an interference upon my initial look. I've looked back at it a couple times, and it looked less incidental than I initially thought. So it was 100%. Chris Letang did take the interference, and the tripping was a tripping as well and the referees handled that well. My initial thought was that it was incidental contact, and then they called it because of the injury to to Sasha Barkov. That ended up not being the case. The referees handled that very well. So just for everybody that is still seeing red mist after that particular instance, I think that the NHL actually got it right, and the referees got it right in that instance. But, you know, the last thing I'll leave you with is the power play. Will we see tomorrow if the Penguins get a power play, which they probably will at the NHL level right now, you're probably going to at least get one Do they run the same top unit with Chris Letang and Valtteri Pustin or do they put Evgeny Malkin and Eric Carlson back on there because, hey, they scored a six-on-five goal for the third time in the last two weeks to tie it up late in the game and to force overtime. Maybe all is forgiven. If it is, I think that's the wrong way to go, but I do think that that is then the way that it has happened over the past couple of seasons with Mike Sullivan, with Todd Reardon, and with the Pittsburgh Penguins organization in general. Evgeny Malkin got a huge goal at the end of this game that doesn't excuse the dog water performance that he had the remainder of the 60 minutes. That's my final opinion on it, but... Coming up next for the Pittsburgh Penguins, one final game before the All-Star break against the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow night. It'd be nice if they could get the two points in that one. It'd be nice if they could get a clean two points in that one because the Montreal Canadiens not far off of their tail in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. Get a clean two points there. Go into the All-Star break with three points out of a possible four in a back-to-back, including a very emotional night against the Florida Panthers. You take that and you move on and you try to come back better after the break. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Iceberg Recap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from by simply searching Tip of the Iceberg. That's it for this one. We'll see you guys tomorrow.